their volatile energy made them even more dangerous. Jean have been forbidden to breed with other demons. LeVay snorted. There are many things forbidden in this world. The commission must be told, Salvatore muttered, referring to the cryptic oracles who were the ultimate leaders of the demon world. He reached into his pocket, coming up empty. Cristo. What? My cell phone is gone. Fine. LeVay threw his hands in the air. We will send a memo. For now, we need to get out of here. Relax, Gargoyle. Help is on the way. With a frown, LeVay sniffed the air. Your curse. And a leech. LeVay sniffed again. Tain. Expecting Jaeger, Salvatore's brows snapped together. One vampire was as bad as another but Tane's reputation for killing first and asking questions later didn't exactly warm the cockles of a wearer's heart. Whatever the hell a cockle was. The Charon? he demanded. Charons were assassins who hunted down rogue vampires. God only knew what they did to lesser demons. And in a vampire's mind, every demon was lesser. An arrogant, condescending donkey, LeVay muttered. Salvatore rolled his eyes. Jackass, you idiot, not donkey. LeVay waved a dismissive hand. It is my theory that the taller the demon, the larger his conceit, and the smaller his... Continue, Gargoyle. A cold voice cut through the dark, abruptly lowering the temperature in the tunnel. I find your theory fascinating. Ich! With a flutter of his wings, LeVay dashed behind Salvatore as if he was stupid enough to think Salvatore would keep him from certain death. Dio, get away from me, you pest, Salvatore growled, swiping a hand at the gargoyle even as his gaze was warily focused on the vampire rounding the corner of the tunnel. He was worth focusing on. Although not as large as many of his brothers, the vampire was dangerously muscular, with the golden skin of his Polynesian ancestors, thick black hair shaved on the sides, and a long mohawk that fell past his shoulders. His face was that of a predator, lean and hard with faintly slanted honey eyes. At the moment, he was wearing nothing more than a pair of khaki shorts, obviously not sharing Salvatore's own fondness for designer clothes. Of course, the big dagger he was holding in his hands made sure that no one was going to question his taste in fashion. Not if they wanted to live. There was the sound of footsteps and four of his curs came into sight, the largest of them rushing forward to drop to his knees and press his bald head to the ground in front of Salvatore's feet. Sire, are you armed? Hess demanded. Only my pride. Salvatore returned his attention to the vampire as Hess rose to his feet and towered at his side. I remember nothing after entering the cabin and finding Duncan dead. No, wait. There was a voice. Then... He shook his head in aggravation as his memory went blank. Damn. Did you follow us? Tane absently stroked the hilt of his dagger. When we found the cabin empty, Jaeger assumed you were in trouble. Since your clueless crew seemed incapable of forming a singular coherent thought, I agreed to come in search of you. Not surprising. Unlike purebloods who were born from full wares... The curs were humans who had been bitten and transformed into werewolves. Hess and the other curs were excellent killers. 
which was why he kept them as guards. Using their brains, however. Well, he did the thinking for them. It solved any number of problems. So what happened to our captors? We've been gaining on you over the past half hour. Tane shrugged. They obviously preferred escape over keeping their hostages. You never caught sight of them? No. A cur escaped through a side tunnel a mile back, and the demon simply disappeared. Frustration flashed through the honey eyes. Salvatore could sympathize. He was anxious for a bit of blood and violence himself. There's only a handful of demons capable of vanishing into thin air. The gargoyle thinks it's a gin mongrel. Hey, the gargoyle has a name. Stepping from behind Salvatore, Levey planted his hands on his hips. And I do not think, I know. Tane narrowed his eyes.